Well, hello everyone. How are you this beautiful day? The beautiful day that the Lord has made. I'm Karen Jane Casey on the podcast, Turn to God with Karen. And this is where we encourage each other through our struggles and the challenges that we face. We learn from our experiences and we know always that we can turn to God about anything. Please know that during this 10 to 15 minute episode, I am not going to be judging you, lecturing, or preaching at you. I'm sharing what I've learned along my journey, and I'm still learning. We learn together. I encourage you to share what you've learned. Today's episode is, Your Vision Matters. What is your vision for the future, for 2021 and beyond? Every year in the past, around this part of December or early in January, we, as we approach the new year, there have been a variety of vision board workshops going on. But of course, with the pandemic, everyone, everything has changed. Workshops may be on Zoom, and we are now well able, well aware that what we may plan may have nothing to do with what actually happens in the upcoming year. My schedule was full, and I'm sure yours was too, but everything changed. (laughs) We don't have the control over our lives, our environment, or our world like we may have thought this time last year. Still, we will continue to have hopes and dreams and goals, and that requires some serious thought. Anytime you bring your thoughts to words, like writing or otherwise, so you can see it, it may stay with you better. Then your hopes and dreams are no longer up in the clouds, imaginary. They come to the realm of possibility. And then you can take action. Take your planning steps to get it done. To have your vision for the future, your dreams and your goal planning set to a tablet or a journal or a vision board is not something new. Here in Habakkuk, The Lord instructs writing his message on a tablet. I'm reading now from Habakkuk chapter 2, verses 2 through 3 in the New King James Version. The just live by faith. Then the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision and make it plain on tablets, that he may run who reads it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it will speak and it will not lie. Though it tarries, wait for it, because it will surely come. It will not tarry. So what we're doing when we prepare anything in writing, whether it's a tablet, a vision board, a journal, or detailed mission for the year, we're putting our thoughts for the future out in a way that is tangible. We can see it. We can touch it. We can see and touch it. That's so different than just thinking it and not really going forward with it. And that can help us in taking action step by step toward our goal and plans for the year. As a person constructs their plans for the future, it's imperative that we always ask the Lord what those plans should be and listen for his voice. Even before the pandemic, I have always learned to whatever I write in my daily planner, I ask the Lord, is this what you want for me? Whatever you want me to do, that will I do. And whatever you don't want me to do, I won't do. In other words, open doors and shut doors, Lord. 
So in Jeremiah 29, 11, we learn that the Lord has good plans for each and every one of us. We were created with a new, unique purpose. So very prayerfully, we put it together, and even then, the end product may be a surprise. What areas are of high priority, and should they be of high priority? Has the season changed? Maybe what you used to do is not what you should be doing now. One thing I have found very helpful as I strive to make direction for future endeavors, to be future-focused, I look at the past. What worked well? What didn't and why? What did I accomplish? What did I feel that the Lord had brought me to do? What broke my heart? Did the Lord mend it? And am I still wounded? When was I too busy for the important things in life? In other words, when did I sacrifice quality? How can I remedy that for the coming year? What were the special moments with loved ones that I want to savor? I want to be sure to have those again. And devotional time with the Lord. Schedule it. Do, did I have a vacation? Or because of social distancing, what did I do that was personally satisfying and peaceful? Something that I'd want to repeat. Looking back at all these things, that helped me to consider, will I prayerfully be doing this or that again? What will I drop? Do I continue to believe my purpose is to reach, reach out here or there? Maybe what I had been doing was only for a season, and the Lord has a new thing for me to do. That's exciting. Can I ask the Lord about my future plans for the year and then listen for His voice, for His direction? Often when I pray, I ask God to give me the desires and dreams that He wants me to have, to guide me with a heavy hand, to open doors that I should walk through, and to slam shut those doors that I should not walk through. In this prayer, I am demonstrating an awareness that He knows what is best for me and that He is the ultimate control of everything. If so, nothing else, the year of the pandemic has taught us all that we can absolutely plot and plan every minute of each day, but we don't know what the future holds. We don't know what happens the next day, or the next minute. We don't know if we're going to have the next breath. We need to always say, if it's God's will, I will do this or that. If it's God's will, I will go here or there. We can, we can determine to agree that we want what the Lord gives us, and He will give us the desires and heart and mind to direct our steps, and it's always perfect. His will is perfect. I still like to include resolutions at the beginning of each year, having to determination to do what I say I will do in specific matters. And I guess you could say I'm a supporter of setting up good resolutions and sticking to them. Years ago, I made a significant resolution that, that benefited my health, my life, tremendously. I had been a smoker since I was a teenager only quitting for two pregnancies, and then each time after the baby was born, I started right back up in smoking, and that was a terrible habit. 
So I essentially was a smoker for about 30 years, over a pack a day, when I realized that I needed to stop, for health reasons, of course. But I was addicted to nicotine, so I devised a plan. I, I did quit on January 10th, 2001. I prayed daily about it for the Lord's help and guidance because, you know, that was the hardest thing I've ever done. I told everyone this sharing the resolution was a way for me to hold, to hold me to it, that I would be accountable. Others would know if I didn't follow it through. My steps included the intent to use the patch for help, but I quickly discovered that patch was too strong for me. Should I abandon my plan? No. That was the time for me to figure out an alternative way to accomplish this goal. I decided that I could use the patch if I had, I had to drop to the lower level or the medium level of the patch, meaning that I first had to limit my number of cigarettes to only 10 a day. It took me 10 days to get to that number. And I quit smoking January 10th, 2001. And I have never smoked, never even puffed on a cigarette since that day. Thank you, Jesus, for helping me. I could have never done it without you. And that, my friends, was the hardest thing, absolutely the hardest thing I have ever had to do. Ironically, I'm now allergic to nicotine. <laughs> so maybe you have a significant resolution in mind, one that you feel an urgent need to address this year. Maybe you can prayerfully follow the steps I described in my Quit Smoking campaign because it worked. Pray about it, asking, asking and listening for God's guidance. Set your plans, write them down. Tell others so that you can be accountable for it. But if you happen to have a misstep, don't think of it as a failure. Think of it as, as a challenge to get right back on it. Have an alternative plan. Deliberately say and repeat positive statements, affirmations about yourself and your plans to encourage your focus along your journey. Because you were created with a unique purpose, even before you were in your mother's womb, your vision certainly does matter. Well, the most awesome thing that you could do for yourself this upcoming year is to decide to come to Jesus and to rededicate your life to Him. God's amazing love for us was demonstrated when He was willing to sacrifice His only Son for us, Jesus. Well, in John 3.16, that pretty much sums it up, the ultimate love of God. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And Jesus himself said in John fourteen six, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. In John 1, chapter 1, 9 through 10, we learn how important it is to confess, confess our sins. He is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. But if we say that we have not sinned, then we make him out a liar, and his word is not in us. We're all sinners. We all need him. We all need his mercy. So I encourage you now, regardless of where you stand today in your relationship with the Lord, I encourage you to please pray with me and pray out loud. Dear Heavenly Father, 
I believe that Jesus is the only begotten Son of God. And I know that Jesus suffered on the cross, even for me, to pay for my sins. And he arose from the dead. But I'm a sinner, Lord. I, uh, I ask you to forgive me. I repent of my sins. I walk away from my sinful life. But I need your help, Lord, because I will be tempted. Dear Jesus, I know that I need you. I know that I'm hopeless without you. I am without, I am nothing without you. I ask you, Jesus, come into my heart and I accept you as my Lord and Savior. I receive, I receive you, Lord, and I will serve you all of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. If you say this prayer with me, you have begun your relationship with Jesus. And I encourage you, read and study the Word of God and pray. And in that, you will learn more and more about the Lord you will, you, so you can emulate Him. And you will learn more about the promises that He gives you. Always praise and obey with gratitude and your faith will grow. And as it grows, you will find inner peace and joy regardless of what your circumstances may have for you. Well, thank you for joining me in this episode of Turn to God with Karen. I'm Karen Jane Casey, author, speaker, podcaster, advocate, and ambassador for Christ. Stay tuned for Turn to God with Karen every Monday morning at 6 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. And I invite you to share your comments, your suggestions, any feedback is always welcome. You can go to my website, KarenJaneCasey.com. That's C-A-R-I-N-J-A-Y-N-E-C-A-S-E-Y. When you go to my website, you'll see information about books and, and podcasts, blogs, and information about domestic violence. Thank you and God bless, and I hope you have a happy new year.